Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and all the ships at sea, welcome back to the Blind Leading the Blind podcast. Believe it or not, we are back. We are back, baby. My name is Chris. And I am Mike. And uh, this is a very special episode. This is the first episode of season three. Welcome to season three, folks. Woohoo! And they said it wouldn't last. <laughs> Uh, so today we're starting off something new that we've always wanted to do, we've never been able to do. Today we have a guest, our first guest on the podcast, Mr. Wilson, introduce our guest. Well, Wait, do you want introduction music? That would be good. Here we go. I got you. Play him in. There you go. Introduce our guest there, Mr. Wilson. Ladies and gentlemen, we have, sitting to my direct left, to the right of Mr. Workman, we have Mr. Greg Beltloop. Hodges. Belt loop. Yeah, yeah. What's belt a, loop? That's a story in itself. Do you want the story? Uh, not when yet. You, not yet. We'll, we'll catch this story. Well, hello. So, Mr. Greg. Yes. Thanks for joining us, man. No problem at all. He sounds so excited to be here. I know. I, I'm nervous. Why are you nervous? It's just us. I'm in a room. Yeah. In a basement. <laughs> with you two. That's true. You are. Yeah. Uh, doesn't make me uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mr. Wilson. Yes. What the heck, man? It's been like months oh, since we've been happened. able to get in this room. Well, well, let's explain a couple of things. One is we were getting some direct internet, ethernet type connection. Um, but mostly it's because it's been basketball season. And Mr. Workman's <laughs> children all play basketball. Yes. And so every time we would go, you went to, oh, no, there's a game. Oh, no, there's a practice. <laughs> so we the season has ended. Um, there were no grand state championships this year. but They, they made it to season. the Final Four. They did make it to the Final Four. And tomorrow starts track. <laughs> I remember those days. Yes, sir. And yes. then immediately following track is volleyball mm -hmm. slash co cross country and then roll right back into basketball. Mm -hmm. So we are endeavoring to be here at every <laughs> opportunity, even if we have to adjust our schedules in some way. Yeah. Um, uh, the other reason we were took, took such a big, long break off is that uh, the main computer that we use for recording, which is my laptop, um, decided to for whatever reason, disagree with the recording program versus the uh, interface that we use to record with. And long story short, it stopped talking to it correctly, and I couldn't use it anymore. So we had to wait until we got internet so that I could get this computer here. We have a stationary computer in the studio now. Um, hopefully, it works. I don't know. I don't know how much I'm going to be able to edit on it because it currently looks like it's recording everything on every track so i don't know why oh this is going to be so interesting but uh I, there probably won't be a whole lot of editing <laughs> so that was his very polite way of saying wilson watch what you watch say. what you say boy <laughs> um, <laughs> um while we're here let me um we, we're actually filling the gap um for a friend of ours I mean, this is not official, but I'm just kind of saying this. Okay. Um, who has a podcast, has had a podcast, and we'll come back to it, but um, Geek with a Bible. Yeah. Um, Mr. Aaron. Um, he's taking a little break um, because he is anticipating the birth of another child. Oh, man, that man's busy. Didn't I, he just have a baby? I thought it was like, you know, give the girl a break, man. <laughs> come on. He's, hey, man, I get it. I got four of them. <laughs> he lives in Illinois, so it's kind of boring. And... Uh, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, we missed listening to you. And um, so to encourage you back onto the airwaves, we have decided to record so that you will find something <laughs> to overwhelm this nonsense that comes out of Marion, Ohio. Oh, man. Uh, 
Yeah, so if you if you if you're not currently listening or you don't know about Geek with the Bible, go follow him on Facebook. Uh, I think he does YouTube videos. Yeah, he does YouTube. Yeah, I've watched a couple. Of them. Yeah, he does YouTube videos, uh, little Bible study stuff. Sometimes he talks about like movies and stuff too. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, go check him out. Uh, another podcast that I would recommend highly that I absolutely love. It's not everybody's uh, bag of chips, but I absolutely love it. It's called uh, Church Stories. Is the name of the podcast. Uh, Shama and PD. I love them to death. I love watching their podcast. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just kind of goof off. But one of the, the main thing that they do is they have people write in or call in or the guests that come in and they tell church stories about uh, their, their life attending church because everybody's got crazy church stories. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and so if you're not listening to church stories, what are you doing with your life? Go check them out. That's right. Um, and mention our name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so they can go, who? What? <coughs> what? Who's that? <laughs> um, okay. So uh, I haven't done this in so long. I don't remember how. So news, Mr. Wilson, what's in the news? Well, you know, as we currently um, are recording this, mm-hmm. uh, Russia is in the process of invading the Ukraine. I have um, a question. Yes. Since you, since you immediately brought up Russia and Ukraine. Okay. Okay. I have a question. <laughs> No, it is. Uh, we don't care if it's the end times or not. Mm-mm. No, okay. No. Oh, my gosh. That's so good. By the way, if you're not great, uh, drinking green apple Gatorade, what are you doing with your life? I'm drinking water. Pepsi. Because um, <laughs> I have to. It tastes like a green apple uh, Jolly Rancher. It's pretty sweet. Uh, so, no, here's my question. All right. So, Putin, Vladimir Putin, is, is in charge uh, of Russia. Right, I don't know what his title is exactly. Is it like Grand Chancellor of all kingdoms? Fascist in charge. Right, uh, Finn. He's the Finn. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so I, no, I just had this weird thing that when you said Russia and Ukraine, my brain said Putin Ooh. because of Putin. <laughs> Does that mean that Putin is now Russian? <laughs> no, it is our answer to. Well, it's good, the Canadian answer to um, <laughs> Russian cuisine. Oh, a little poutine would be good. Mm. Uh, poutine borscht? Borscht? Could be done. Yeah. Just take a poutine and dump it in some some broth? Yeah, or make a like make a good sweet beet, beet reduction <laughs> and drizzle it over your poutine. Right. Greg, do you know what poutine is? No idea at all. You don't know what poutine is? No. Oh, my gosh. So I'm, like, really lost. Okay, right but now. Wilson, real quick. Okay, fries explain. on a plate. Fries. Like real fry, like hand like cut cabin fries. Hand cut, soaked, double fried yep. fries. And then on that is uh, traditionally put some form of meat, um, any, any, about any kind of meat that there is. But then the, the crowning glory is, is usually a cheese sauce, a gravy like cheese mm-hmm. that's just glopped on top of it. Oh, I'm down. Kind of yeah, so, but there's all right. kinds of variations on this. Um, you could put anything and make it a poutine as long as the base is fries and you just pile it with like, for instance, me and Wilson discussed doing a poutine at his house where we pile it with smoked brisket and like cheese sauce and like all kinds of, I mean, you can literally just pile everything on top of it and make a big giant gooey mess and that's poutine. Mm-hmm. I'm in. Okay. If, I'm it, in. If, if, if it feels like you're going to have a cardiac arrest before you finish eating it, it's a good poutine. Yeah, that's how you can tell. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, all right. So war, right? Obviously war. Russia invaded Ukraine. Um, I'm getting a little bit of a cold. So th- that's the pestilence part of it. 
<laughs> so we have war and pestilence, um, and I just had one bowl of beans, and I'm kind of hungry and going to eat more later, so that's the famine. Mm. So we have war, pestilence, and famine. Mm, okay. All right. All checking right. boxes. Checking check, check check the boxes. boxes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Um, anything going on at the church? News at the church. Oh, new, church news. Yeah, There's church all news. There's kinds of stuff. Um, there is the, the beginning rumblings of a teen worship program mm-hmm. um, where, where the, the young people can um, uh, worship with kids in their own age group um, and, and, and experience God that way, which I think is very, very cool. There are some older, some very young adults. Um, <laughs> very young adults. I, I don't know. They're old. Uh, anyway, some, yeah. some non-teenagers are kind yep. of heading that up and, and trying to, uh, to begin a program where, you know, maybe some of these kids might at one day one time be up uh, be up there on stage on Sunday morning. That's the goal. Also, um, well, not at one time. They're going to be because I'm going to make it happen. But, um, but yeah, there, so there's two different things we're trying to do with that. Uh, I'm trying to build an ensemble sort of like a uh, miniature choir made up of teenagers. Show choir for Jesus. No, no show choir. Just, uh, just so I can stick them on the corner of the stage somewhere and they can be the voice the big, loud, booming voice on Sunday mornings. I like that. And then the other thing is, yeah, what you were talking about, building a, a actual youth worship band. That'd be awesome. So those are some things going on there. Anything else? Uh, there, Somebody said something about we might possibly be uh, talking about a softball team. I have heard noises. Mm-hmm. I've heard noises about that. So, so we'll see. I'm not in charge. I don't know. I am not in charge. Um, what, what I like what's going on with our church is, especially with our connect groups, we are, we are, uh, <laughs> did we ask you? No, I'm in. I'm part of this body. I'm going to throw in my two cents. Yeah, there you um, go. There you go. No, what I really like is, especially with all of our connect groups that we have on Wednesdays, um, we are starting to do, our, our church is open anyways every day. True story. We are starting to do more different types of ministries to where we're here on more than just church days. For sure. And fellowshipping and growing closer as a body and opening the doors for others to come in mm-hmm. and join that. That's yep. what I'm really excited about. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But. It's uh, for those of you who don't know, we are coming to you live. We didn't say it. You didn't say it. Oh my we, gosh, we can't even call this a real podcast. You didn't say it. We are coming to you live. Yes. From the basement of B Ministries in Marion, Ohio, from the spacious confines of Studio B. Oh my goodness. We can't even call this an episode. Jeez. It is now. I drug it we, back. We, we have been so long away from the studio that we forgot how to do this. But you know what? We, been, we can still talk an awful lot. Oh, yeah. We talk a lot. Um, well, we haven't gotten the opportunity to get in here in a while, so I'm sure there's a lot of pent-up stuff. Bless you, my, bless you, my children. You're about to be assaulted. <laughs> Plus, we have Greg in here. So, yeah. And uh, as per usual, we have no idea where this is going to go. So it's more fun when we don't do, we don't prep. Absolutely. It, in the beginning, we did prep work a little bit just so that we could kind of figure out how to do this, and then we just said, nah. Yeah. We actually had a lot, like all six people who listened to our podcast were just like, why do you guys do like study stuff? Like, just go in there and talk and be you. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, so we'll do this. That's what we did. Mm-hmm. And so now we have guests. But before we get to uh, talking about whatever we're going to talk about, it is now time for wait for it wait for it 
fun facts. I feel so much better. Oh, yeah, you do. <laughs> Don't look at me that way. All right, here we go. I got, I'll go first. No, please do. Oh, oh you don't got to give me permission. I'm going to do it. All right, here we go. So there's a company that turns dead bodies into ocean reefs. Okay. All right. Hmm. So you don't have to just randomly have your family's ashes just chilling on the side table next to the couch. <laughs> I had to. So now your family reunions can be on the ocean floor. <laughs> I love you so much, Pete. Oh, I love you so much, and 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 I really do love you. Please don't be mad at me. He's not gonna be. Okay, here we go. All right, for those who romanticize a burial at sea. (laughs) Boy, I've thought about that a lot. Walking the plank. Let's go. Um, So. Eternal Reefs is the company. They offer uh, innovative uh, solutions for that. Uh, it mixes the cremated remains of a person with concrete to create a pearl onto which loved ones can etch personal messages, handprints, blah, 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 mementos. The pearl is then encased in a reef ball, which is uh, a thing that has holes in it that uh, the ocean can use to build reef. Um Sorry, reef balls. Um, Where it provides a new habitat for fish and other sea life, uh, helping to encourage a vibrant ecosystem. The circle of life at work. So, yes, if you would like to be buried at sea, you may do so. There's a company that specializes in that. I like like that it's surrounding a pearl, which is basically an irritant. Well, didn't the Italian mob used to sink people with concrete? That's been going on I was for wondering years. which this one of you two were going to do it. I was, I was wondering go which it. one of you two were going to do it. I said, as soon as I said encased in concrete and thrown in the water, I was wondering which one of you were going to talk about the mob. It's not a new practice. <laughs> That's been going on for years. Yeah, but now they marketed it. <laughs> Yo, wonder if that price is sink your family. Have you got a dead? I bet they have one. family prices. <laughs> Brought to you by Titanic. Come down to Vito's Eternal Reefs. <laughs> I got a guy. Hey, my cousin Vinny's been mixing concrete, and my boy Dillion, he knows how to deliver it. Yeah, he brings it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's oh, my fun fact. You okay. can go get yourself buried in the ocean if you want to. I like that. I like that. Mine is mine is a little more science-based. Can you uh, come just a tad bit more centered on your microphone, please? Thank you, sir. Is that better? Oh, yes. You like that soulful better? sounds from mm-hmm. Mr. Wilson's voice. Mm-hmm. Well, these days I'm going to make you read a book John, and John, record it. <laughs> Johnny Fever died, so I'm very unhappy about that. Mm. Howard Hessman, WKRP in Cincinnati. Look it up. Yeah. So I know a way he can be buried. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, yes. That's oh sweet. my gosh! This is why we've been waiting to have guests. This yes. is so good. We got a guy. Um, well, this is a calcul. This is a, a series of calculations from the uh, our, our neighborhood um, physics major. Um, the formula for converting kinetic energy and thermal energy is this equation. Would it be possible to convert kinetic energy into thermal energy, which is of course a thing, 
And then how hard do I have to slap a chicken to cook it? It is possible. It is possible. Mm -hmm. You would have to... Um, now, now, he makes some assumptions here that are obviously not food-based because the whole calculation, he wants to reach a temperature of 400 degrees, which is higher than you want to cook a chicken to. But with a little bit, uh, a little bit of basic math, you would basically have to slap the chicken at approximately 1,800 <laughs> miles per hour in order to bring it to a temperature of 165 degrees Fahrenheit. Out of curiosity, what is terminal velocity? Well, that's 137 miles an hour. Oh, okay. So, so we would need a propellant. Yes, you would need to shoot said chicken from... Now, of course, you're overcoming terminal velocity at that point. Well, I'm just wondering... Straight but, down? Yeah, because he, because as soon as you said, you know, transferring kinetic energy into thermal energy, my brain immediately went to a shuttle re-entering the Earth's atmosphere. It always gets hot and catches on fire. Yeah, that would be another way to do it. Yeah, you could you could just mm -hmm. take a chicken to the moon and relaunch it back into the Earth's atmosphere. K Kentucky Fried Shuttle. There you go. <laughs> shuttle fried chicken. Shuttle fried... That's it. With, with a Venusian white sauce. Hey, NASA's in Florida, right? Well, part of it, yeah. So is Pete. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Pete, you fly. Get us a chicken. <laughs> I don't want it fully cooked. Oh, goodness. Florida man arrested. That's what I was going for. Was that you said Kentucky Fried Chicken? I was like, nah, man, there's Florida man. <laughs> Strap a gator. Strap a gator to it. A stra oh, Okay. <clears throat> Alligator riding on a chicken's back or chicken riding on an alligator's back? Uh, um, hey, we could we could drop that in Russia. We could. At the, yeah. I just created a new warhead. With <laughs> with borscht. With, with poutine. With, with a borscht poutine. <laughs> All right, Greg, do you have any fun facts? Uh, okay, well, thanks for joining in. Well, <laughs> uh, I had something. It's not really fun but uh i caught myself asking why would people want to take over ukraine so i have some little things about ukraine okay if let's you go want that sure uh give me top three facts about ukraine all right they are the second largest country by area in europe they are the first in europe in proven recoverable reserves of uranium Uranium. Right. Yep, they got a lot of uranium. Not counting Chernobyl. Uh, and they are in second place in the world in terms of explored reserves of magnesium. Right. And right. second in iron ore also. So they are... And they got a lot of oil as well. Yeah. Uh, the Ukraine is one of the most rich... Because I said the same thing. Why on earth would... would why would Russia want to invade Ukraine? Yeah. And. And I was like, there's got to be more to it. Because I told Wilson the other day, I was like, I think Putin's just mad because they were starting to snuggle up with NATO and he ain't having it. Yeah. Right? And so, but then I got to do, doing some Googling on it and I was like, oh, the Ukraine is like one of the most uh, rich lands in natural resources on the planet. Did I send you that, uh, the Ukraine stuff? No. Oh, I'll have to send it to yeah, you. Yeah, shoot it's me some. Like Oh, this is a book. It's a book. <laughs> and then you get done and you're like, well, it makes complete sense now. Right on. Why we want it either way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, that concludes Fun Facts. Oh, okay. Yeah. Why, do you have another one? No. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I can hit the button again. I we am, can go back in it. Dude, I am out of fun. 
Oh, okay. No more fun? No more fun. No fun. So, just kidding. Um, all right. So, Greg, when do you got to leave? Uh, whenever. Jim's cool. Jim's good. Okay, cool. We're good. All right. So, boys, what do we want to talk about? Wilson, you got anything? I know you take notes on sermons and stuff, and you like put like one-liners in there to jog your memory about what to talk about. I do. <gasps> Speaking of memory, while you're looking for something to talk about, I'll talk about something. Oh, that's my recipe collection. I don't want. Are <laughs> oh, you just so, look down? So, I seen you look down. Oh, oh dude, I already saw those when you came yeah. in. Those are sick. My Shoes. boy, my boy is wearing some 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 Reeboks. I had a pair of the same ones, but those aren't Iversons, though, right? Yeah, they're the Iversons. Are they? Okay, yeah, they're the, is it the question or the answer? If I wanted to the talk question. about shoes, I would go over to the Scioto Shoe Mart and pick up a couple girls, bring them down here, and talk about shoes. Hey, listen, old man, we're waiting on you. Yeah, I'm ready. It was I'm the there. Olympic. Way. <laughs> they're the questions. Okay, yeah, I had the the red and gold ones when I was in high school. Uh. <laughs> Uh, what I was going to talk about before he started talking about shoes um, is that uh, I watched a movie. You put me on this movie. Mm -hmm. uh, so everybody knows I'm like a massive Sherlock Holmes freak. Mm -hmm. Like I mm -hmm. love Sherlock Holmes stuff. And uh, I didn't know that they had made a movie with uh, Ian McKellen as uh, Sherlock. Mm -hmm. And uh, so Mr. Wilson put me on it and I went and watched it. And I'm going to tell you what. I absolutely love that movie. That was fantastic because in the in the novels... Like Sherlock retires from London and goes and, and, and lives in the family estate out, you know, in the middle of nowhere. And he's a beekeeper. And that's pretty much all it says. Mm -hmm. There's like a little lemon drop that he's starting to lose his edge as a detective, which is why he retires and gets away from everybody. But in this movie, it expounds greatly about how he's losing his memory and he can't do the things that he used to do. And he's super old. And it's just, it's absolutely crazy. To what, like, I absolutely loved it. It was great. I cried a little bit. It looked like a, well, you have family history and your granddad. And <laughs> yeah, and beekeeping, like watching all the stuff between the beekeeping and stuff. Like I literally like memories just came pounding in my brain. I was like, I miss my papa. Mm -hmm. It was fun. It was a good movie. Good movie. Great movie. All right, Mr. Wilson, what do you got? You got a topic for us to slap uh, around? I, I just, I saw something today. And then it reminded me of something that I had taken a note on a while back. Um, <clears throat> this was attributed to Charles Spurgeon, but I do not believe that he actually said it. Okay. Um, is that the church today um, is, uh, instead of having uh, shepherds um, guarding and uh, tending the sheep, they have clowns <laughs> in front of churches <laughs> for the entertainment value. Now, of course, this was connected with a series of pictures of current famous, air quote, pastors. Now, now, since since this was accredited to Charles Spurgeon having said it, what time period would that have been, Mr. Wilson? 1830 to, I don't know. I don't know. So you mean this ain't a new problem? I don't think so. Okay. I, I, and I don't know that it truly was, but it purported to be. Sure. Um, but it reminded me of something. Um guy by the name of David Guzik, Ooh. who has written a number of commentaries uh -huh. um, about the whole Bible. I really like him. Mm -hmm. um, he's written a bunch in Spanish, too. Mm -hmm. Almost all of them are in... Bilingual? Yeah, that's a good word. I got you. Duolingo. I got you. The church Duel? Du Duolingo or dual lingo? Duo. Fighting with words? Dual? <laughs> Duolingo. 
I will challenge you to adjectives at 10 pesos. <laughs> I will taunt you a second time. <laughs> the church is constantly tempted to get off, uh, to get its focus off of the message that really matters and is tempted to become an entertainment center. Oh, for sure. Come or, on. Or a social service agency. Yeah. Or a mutual admiration society. Ooh. Or any number of other things. Ooh. But this... Temptation must be resisted. We want to be novel and fresh, but many people need to be reminded or maybe to hear for the first time the basic truths again and again and oh, again. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's so good. That guy just distills stuff. Oh, yeah. That's so good. David Guzik. G-U-Z-I-K. Look him up. Blue Letter Bible. Yeah, love it. Love it. All right. So, so, let's, what, so, what do we do around here to keep it? What, what is what? Because our experience, the three of us, is is with B Ministries. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What is there that we do that is reminiscent of that kind of thought, of not becoming an entertainment center, not becoming a social service agency? Right. So, well, first of all, I want to say that 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 doesn't mean that you you can't have fun. And you can't have fun things, and you can't, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'll take I'll take this right. So I'll take this 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 line of thought, and I'll kick the rest of it to you guys. But so like, you guys know my personality. I love that kind of thing. Like, like I love looking at like church backdrops mm-hmm. and like the lighting setup and the sound setup and all the all the fun, crazy things that they do for service, right? It, because it's fun and it's, it's an awesome atmosphere and I love it. However, that, so originally that kind of thing started showing up in churches. And I'm speaking particularly about the worship aspect of church because that's my thing. Um, but it started showing up in churches originally as a way to, because a lot of, most of the churches were just full of old folks. Mm-hmm. And so they started trying to figure out how can we get some young folks in here to actually enjoy church because the kids were like, well, church is boring. Why would I want to go to church and sit there and fall asleep? And so that when the, when, particularly in the United States, when it started transitioning to more m- modern or contemporary mm-hmm. music and not so much of the old hymns and, and just, you know, a piano in the corner and, and Sister Hazel over there singing <laughs> Uh, how great thou art, you know, off key with her, you know, whatever that, <laughs> that, uh, sorted sort of thing, teenagers and young folks, because they started realizing, Hey, if we don't do something to get some young people in here, the church is going to die. Mm-hmm. And we, you, you have to keep much like, uh, Mr. Green was saying about coaching is that if you don't start with the younger generation and keep the loop going, you're just going to lose your program. You're not going to have anybody coming up to the next team. Mm-hmm. Henceforth, why we are starting to look at teenagers to, to, to grab them up and, and start. Yeah. Um, which that's nothing new. Everyone on our worship team right now was 12 or 13 when they st- started joining the worship team. Um, and so, but this idea originally started just as a, as a way to, Make church fun. And then it got into marketing and it got into comfort and it got into, well, that's what it's about is having fun and marketing and comfort and putting butts in seats. The difference is that you can do all the fancy 
lighting and the cool stage drops and the TVs on the stage and, the, you know, all that good stuff. But the content of said service needs to remain biblical and on point and steadfast all the time. And attached to what God is doing. For sure. At that very moment. For sure. I, I think that's, again, where we're blessed is from our leadership down, they care more about the truth of the word than that empty seat. For right? sure. Like our, our leadership is definitely set on mm-hmm. we're going to stay true to the word and God will do everything else. Right. And we're, we're blessed again that we, we have ages from 80 down to a year old. Yep. You know, we, we have a wide range of age groups. You know what I mean? And once again, we stay true to the word. Mm-hmm. We, we do a lot of fun stuff. Like we just did the movie night. We, you know, we did square line dancing square two dancing. weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did Wait, square dancing night, I mean, right? We, we have fun. Mm-hmm. And we have, like I said earlier, we have activities to bring us closer together, but that's not what our church is based around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I yeah. mean? And I think that's what the key is, is don't, don't focus on the fun. Uh-huh. Let God do what God's going to do and everything else will fill in the cracks. Yeah. You know what I mean? And all, and most of the things that you just mentioned, all the uh, activities that we do and stuff, are not necessarily for our church. Hmm. They are outreach for mm-hmm. community. They are to get the community in here, mm-hmm. right? So that we can love them, present the mm-hmm. gospel. Hey, here's who God is, right? Here's who the body of Christ is, right? And sometimes it's not for that. Sometimes it's just for fun. Yeah. But it is outreach for yeah. community stuff, right? And but But, you know... Again, it all comes back around to on Sunday mornings, when when the word is being presented, uh, it needs to be not clowny. Yeah. Right. And what right. do I mean by that? It, it good speakers can relate mm-hmm. and have their audience relate to what they're saying. We're blessed with someone who can, in one moment, uh, be goofy. Yep. I mean, silly, uh-huh. and make people laugh, and then that laughter immediately is <laughs> sort of grasped a hold of, mm-hmm. and a hard <laughs> truth is revealed uh-huh. in the middle of the laughter, uh-huh. and people go, "Oh, mm-hmm. and it's it." I mean, it, it's just no. We're not an entertainment center, no. but there has to be a certain amount of of relatability and entertainment in right. it. No, we're not a social service agency. But our outreaches, in large measure, oh yeah, mm-hmm. speak to social services. I mean, they know us. They, <laughs> the, and the social service agencies in this town know who B Ministries yeah. is. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, I mean, they're well aware. So so much so that that the you know the the police departments, the fire departments, the all the government agencies who handle that stuff send people our way. Absolutely, they they refer people to us. That's how well known we are. Yeah, and uh, and that's not. So with what you were saying about turning the church into an entertainment center, everything that we do 
is based upon biblical teaching about what acceptable Christian worship and ministry is. Absolutely. According to the Bible. Absolutely. And it is not organized to the point where um, you and I were talking about some stuff in the last week or so. Yep. And I said it's not organized to the point where, we, where, where you're trying to organize this God stuff. Uh-huh. So it's palatable and presentable. Mm-hmm. Um, no, God's going to do what he's going to do. You cannot organize him. Right. That's arrogant to think that we can do that. Uh-huh. Um, but so many churches want to have things so formulaic. They want to have a formula for how worship happens. Yep. For mm-hmm. how, where in the service is, you know, is the time that we start to ramp up the emotion um, for whatever purpose, whether yep. it's an altar call or an offering or just in order to do it. Yep. And these are people with good hearts who love Jesus. For mm-hmm. sure. I am not saying that they're, you know, the Antichrist or something. Not at all. Not at all. And there probably does need to be a certain number of churches that have a strong sense of organization so that people can be introduced to God within a place that feels safe to them. Sure. Um, and not as chaotic. We have a number of people here who love chaos. Mm. As I do, as the guys over here. <laughs> chaos is just fun. I like smooth. Yeah, oh, Greg's not a chaos guy. Oh, come on, man. No, Greg Greg uh, likes things to be regimented. Just smooth. <laughs> just smooth. I'm an easygoing type person. Welcome to be ministry. <laughs> That's where I became calm. Where we just don't care. Don't care. That's, that's, that's the tagline for yeah. the Wednesday night connect group because we have so many different kinds of people and we don't care what anybody's done. Right. You bring your stuff here and throw up on the floor. I'm, I'm, we're fine with it. For sure. Yeah, we'll clean it up. We'll so we get you the mop. We'll help you clean it yeah. up. Sure. And, and, and you know what? That plays an important part in what we were talking about, about um, uh, the church not being in an entertainment center, not being cookie cutter, not being... Um, you know, so focused. Like you went to church in Columbus. That's what I was just for a about while. To get to. Um, how was that? I mean, I'm not asking you to throw yeah, your church I'm, under I'm the not, bus. I'm not going. But to. but but I mean, but no, I'm saying like differentially, it had to be different. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Uh, well, we ended up leaving the one church, um, and they do great things. Uh-huh. Uh, this this church really, but it falls in the lines of everything that we're talking about. Did that church start with an R? Yes, it does. <laughs> Great worship. Right. Great, yeah, yeah, yeah. Great for worship, sure. For but, sure. Um, you know, uh, they're, they're intertwined with the same program that our pastor and his wife went and modeled our discipleship program from. Like, they're, mm-hmm. they're hand-in-hand with them. Uh, their worship service, they call a worship experience. Yep. Um, yep. And I, I promise you, uh, I have not been to any of their locations because the way that they do it is they have like four services on a Sunday. Yep. They have live worship experiences Uh and then they play the message that the lead pastor had preached on a TV screen. Right. Um, All their, uh, and they call those locations campuses. Yeah. They call them campuses and they do. They, but you could tell, you could set your clock. <laughs> I hit the mic. You, you could set your watch by where they're at in the service. Oh, for sure. It's three songs, um, hype you up, yep. bring you in, yep. get you a to your heart song, yep. and then into the service. Yep. And then after the service is done, they go into a clip of tithing. Uh-huh. 
oh, we're sending this bucket around for this. We're sending this bucket yep. around for that. Yep, 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 yep. You And if you tithe, put your name on there as a first time, and we'll donate $5 here. It, it's, it's very... Organized? Uh, yeah, it, it now, falls in. And, what, and I'll just tell you what made me leave there. Okay. Was the pastor, while preaching made a comment that every once in a while he enjoys to have him some crown royal on the rocks. Okay. And me being a recovered addict, uh-huh. I can't have a leader in my life tell me it's okay to drink every once in a while. Right. Because right. I will self-destruct. Right. So, right. but uh, and, they do great things. And, and by no means, listen, if you're listening to this and this is how your church operates, we are not throwing stones at your church. Mm-hmm. Okay, because I, as of late, have spent many, 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 many hours in a church just like this. Okay, um, and so, so I want to say it like this: We, so, so our church is, is what God is doing here. Mm-hmm. Okay, and we we run our church that way, and because that's how God told Mike to do it. Right now. If you, mm-hmm. if you were to be going through a hard time and need to talk to somebody in that church, do you know who to talk to? No. Okay. Um, if you, uh, if you had a serious like theological question that you were trying to. Uh, understand in the word and you needed to talk to someone in leadership to understand where the church's vantage point was on that particular uh, piece of scripture and you needed to understand uh, what their beliefs were on it so that you could understand whether or not that's where you need to be you know who to talk to no but at the same time just to you know not because i don't want to make it sound like i'm bashing them they do like once a quarter to where they open like they have like a meeting Right. And introduce you into, well, if you want to do this route or do this and, route. And they have little groups. But it's like once a quarter sure. and they have. Yep. So, but it's, I would put it on me too for not opening that. But if I was just coming off the street, uh-huh. no, I'd probably have to set up a meeting or something with somebody. Right. Okay. There, I don't believe that there'd be somebody at the door like, oh, we can help you with that. Right. It's. It's not oh, like it's not like you just sat through service yeah. and something was said you didn't understand, so you made a moat so you can walk over and ask the guy who said it. No, no, right. He's um, probably out to dinner. Right. <laughs> just, just being honest. Um, yeah. Uh, so, uh, the by the way, do you know what you, you do? You know how they they uh, you can set your watch by their service by exactly where they're at in their service. Right. Do, do you know how they do that? Okay, so, so there are a couple of different programs. One of them is super-duper popular. Um, but you can literally plot out an entire worship service with, like, so, like, the, the people on the stage, in their ears, they have a click track, which is fine, metronome. But then they also have a chorus in three, two, one. Yeah, uh, Christina did it right for the broadcast. Yeah, 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 on it. yeah. She, she was right. behind the scenes. Right, and there's and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. It helps keep the band together. But what the where I go off the rails on it because I'm a worship guy, right? And so what a lot of churches will do is they'll put the entire service on on the same uh, 
track, right? Mm-hmm. So that basically everything runs off a running clock. And so that when it's time, this happens and they don't have to touch it. It runs and it, it will change the visuals on the screen. It will change the words on the screen. It will change the light. Sometimes you can have it dim the lights. You can have it bring the lights up. You can have it play certain things at this point. It will literally do everything for you. You can plot the whole thing out. Mm-hmm. And the reason that they do that is so that it's easy. Yeah. So it's easy for people to come in, sit down, consume what they want, are there to consume, and leave. Yeah. And it's quick. It's clean. It's everything is the same all the time. That way it becomes comfort, comfortable. It becomes repetition. It's called marketing. And pillow fluffing. Yes, but, but, but it's, they do it for ease mm-hmm. and, and easiness. So that it's easy for people to consume. Mm -hmm. No one has to interact with anything. If you want to do that, that's what the midweek groups are for or the small groups or whatever. You know what I mean? That's what those are for. You go to those and that's how you get integrated into the body of Christ in air quotes so that you can go to this group and that's like your little mini church. And those are your people. Mm -hmm. Those are who you go to, to when you have Bible questions. Those are who you go to when you're struggling. And if something really crazy happens in your life and it's like going super sideways and that little person in your little 12 person group has no idea what to do with it, then they can forward you upward to whoever in leadership and you can have a meeting with them. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, <laughs> when, when me and Christina talked about this, because uh, we talked about it. Sure. And because um, the spirit's there. Oh, I don't the doubt that at all. Spirit is there, and and worship their their worship is outstanding. Yeah. Um. But like the way that we talked about it was to me, it's like an appetizer for people that don't know Christ. Absolutely, that's exactly like, what it's for, and that's what I'm grateful for. For sure. Like if you can get somebody that's never heard about God before into the door uh-huh. just so that they can get a a uh-huh. sampling of Him. Yep. Get that piece and then find you where God's leading you to go. Uh-huh. To that's where, what that that's yeah. what that exists for. That whole setup is there for that. That's why they do that that way. Yeah. It's for people who don't know God. It's so that so that it's comfortable, mm-hmm. it's easy, there's nothing required of you, you don't have to do anything, just show up and consume. That's yep. what it's there for. And if you consume and you go, oh, I think this might be a real thing, then here's a place where you can start growing. Yep. Right? Nothing wrong with that. The, where we mm-hmm. have eye twitches is because here it's like you go from like zero to a million in like 2.5 seconds. You come here, you get involved here. And I was telling somebody, uh, the guy I work with, I was saying that like something like 75% of the population that attends this church on a regular basis is in ministry. Mm-hmm. And he was just mind blown. Like, and other people have come to our church before and been like, why does no one like there, there's like, I can't talk to anybody on Sunday. Like everybody's so busy. And it's like, it really is mm-hmm. like, it really like, like what you were describing, there's a whole army of people behind the scenes making all that stuff happen. Mm-hmm. Right. And then they have a whole nother army of people that are only there to talk to people, mm-hmm. to interact with people. And we don't have that much of an army here. And yeah. so, like, everyone's doing something on Sunday. I signed up for parking. Right. 
Right, 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 I'll, right. I'll help you park. Right, you got to have I'm people park. Guy. Right. Like, hey, how you doing? Yeah, 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 yeah. And and, and again, nothing wrong with that. If, if this church explodes to like three thousand people, we're going to need something like that. Yeah, you got to have some sort of management system to un, to 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 make sure that all doesn't fall apart. If that's what God's doing, and there's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that. The problem is that a lot of times in environments like that, it doesn't go beyond that. It never goes beyond surface level stuff. You could go to that church every Sunday for a year and no one would ever know whether you were there or not. No one would ever know your name. No, you would not have to develop a relationship with anybody Yeah, if you didn't want to. Here, you can't do that. <laughs> if you come more than twice, somebody's going somebody's to know who you are, <laughs> right? And a lot of people, I've had people talk to me on Sunday where they're like, you know, I... So my wife would be like, hey, did you see so-and-so was here? I'm like, I, I don't know who's here and who's not here, who's new people, who's not. Like, I am so involved in Sunday because I'm I'm a worship leader. So, like, from the time I get here to the time I leave, I'm like, maybe if somebody hangs out after service and I'm packing up the stage and we're tearing all that stuff down and somebody comes up and talks to me while I'm doing that, cool. Like I, I can handle that, but like from like eight thirty in the morning till like one, whenever we get out of here, I'm like so just focused on what I'm doing, mm-hmm. and and I never know when people are here, and that and that's I feel bad about it, but I bet you that church has a greeter team who make sure that they say hi to people when they come in, and they make sure that people, they right, and, and yeah. we could do that here. And there wouldn't be anything wrong with that. Is there anything wrong with that, Mr. Wilson? You sitting over there awful quiet. You ain't hardly said nothing. Oh, I know. I've been watching you make faces over there. <laughs> I'm growling. Okay, where, why are you Wait, growling? So, okay, so yeah. I just said a whole lot of stuff. What do you okay, got to say okay. about it? Here's, here's where I would like to see us get better. Okay. Mm. Let's talk about it. Um, we are, I just got out of uh, an hour-long conversation with somebody uh-huh. whose life has been destroyed. Yes. Been turned upside down. Uh-huh. Um, you know, in large measure of their own doing. For sure. Greg, you know anything about that? <laughs> Redeemed, bro. And, and, and this is someone Same. with whom Same. I am developing a relationship, and I'm going to talk with him at least once a week Yep. for the foreseeable future uh-huh. until I scare him off, which is entirely possible. Uh-huh. Um, but took him six months to do that to me. Yeah, well, you know, I was, I was just learning. Well, you, you cut a little bit different than the rest of them, Greg. <laughs> anyway, on Sunday mornings, we're really good at reaching out to the people that are in the shelter, in the program. And if somebody comes in high or goofed or whatever, we're really good at reaching out to that. But there are people that walk into this church who we see as, quote, unquote, good people. Okay, and we don't reach out to those people. Right, we don't look at, we don't reach out to them because we think they're okay. Oh well, you're you're okay. Okay, I got this. I got this really bad situation over here. You got here. a button down shirt. You're good. <laughs> exactly. Look, hold on. Think about how what kind of church environment we're in, where we're completely used to drunk people, high people, <laughs> homeless people, that kind of people hanging out in our church, and when someone that looks quote unquote, I'll say it, normal. 
comes in uh, and sits down. We're like, oh, that person's good. I don't need to talk to them, <laughs> right? But it we're, happens all the time. It happens all the time. There By the are, way, if your church doesn't have people coming into it drunk, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and if and if and if oh, you have people my. coming into your your church that are quote unquote normal, and you're missing talking to them. Oh, for sure. You're missing a cog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's really been brought up to me in the last couple, three weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I know there were people that were here that I didn't get to go talk to. Yep. And I know that on on Speaking in tongues, folks. On occasion, we appear clickish. Yeah, I can see that. We do. I can see that. I know that, like, heart-wise, we don't feel that way. No. But it's it's how we reach out. You got to reach out to people. Sometimes you got to be a little bit of a clown, you right? Know. I could see that. Yeah. So right. I, I'm just I'm just saying that it's one place I think that we as a body of Christ can do better. Sure, 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 sure. Because um, it's it, it, there, there's a certain amount of ease in loving someone who's train wrecked. Oh yeah, guarding the doors for now on. You're new. I got you. Hi, new hey, person. You, hey, you look normal. My name's Greg. <laughs> <laughs> Are you a hugger? Because I'm a hugger. Uh, that's how I got, how I got my first restraining order. <laughs> I just oh, want to hug you. Okay, so so real quick, so so closing points. Uh, Greg, go first. Um, closing points. Well, anything um, else you want to say before we get going? Um, just stay true to the word. Just stay true. Right. Like, if if you're starting to look past what you're getting from the sermon for what's going on after or the before or the when's the next potluck or when you're focused on that and not the actual services or the ministries Mm -hmm. that are going on, then you're losing grip in my opinion. Oh, for sure. That's good. That's good stuff, brother. I love it. I love it. And if you are showing up to church to see what you can get out of it, to see how you're going to be fed today, <laughs> you're here for the wrong reasons. <laughs> I like to talk to people about showing up to church because you never know who's going to show up that God might want to use you to talk to or develop a relationship or just say hi. Yeah. Even if they're normal. Yeah. So, so what should you do in that situation, Mr. Wilson? Just... Find somebody to bless so that they too can see the kingdom of God. Amen. Love you. Bye.